The VPM Daily Newscast is sponsored by Kanawa Capital Management. Your financial life is unique, complex, and dynamic. Kanawa Capital Management's team of credentialed professionals has been helping its clients build wealth and confidence through personalized planning and informed investing since 1989. Learn more at cancap.com. That's K-A-N-C-A-P.com. You're listening to the VPM Daily Newscast, a recap of today's top stories in Central Virginia. From the VPM Newsroom in Richmond, I'm Benjamin Dolly. The Virginia Department of Education will issue guidance later this month to help local school districts better look after students who are transgender and non-binary. It was originally supposed to take effect this week, but a department spokesperson says they need to review thousands of comments from the public. Alan Rodriguez-Espinoza reports. Studies have shown that Virginia's LGBTQ students face significantly higher rates of discrimination and harassment than their peers, not only from other students, but also from school staff. V. Lamnick, the executive director of Equality Virginia, says this is especially true for transgender students. And those statistics alone can be directly correlated to poor mental health outcomes. Lamnick says VDOE's new guidance is the first step in helping these students emotionally and academically. It will actually help contribute to students' better grades, higher attendance. But Lamnick says it's only a start. Local school boards must still implement their own protections based on the new guidance by next school year. Alan Rodriguez-Espinosa, VPM News. More than 5,500 comments have been submitted about these guidelines. The last day to share feedback is today. Guns could soon be banned on the grounds of the Virginia Capitol. The state Senate narrowly passed a prohibition on firearms on Capitol Square and nearby state buildings yesterday. Law enforcement, security personnel, active military officers, and select government officials would be exempt if this bill became law. Those in violation would have their weapons taken away and could be charged with a misdemeanor. The bill will now move forward to the House of Delegates. A program that has been a major priority for the Northam administration may get a second chance. A bill creating the Get Skilled, Get a Job, Give Back program, or G3, was unanimously approved by a Senate committee yesterday. The program provides financial support to community college students taking classes in high-demand fields like healthcare and technology. Setting up this initiative was a big focus for Governor Ralph Northam last year. It was put on hold because of the recession caused by the pandemic. But advocates say the proposal is back on the table because of positive state revenue forecasts. The bill still needs to be voted on by the entire state Senate before consideration by the House of Delegates. The Virginia Senate voted yesterday to require schools to provide an in-person option. As Roberta Roldan reports, the bill, if it's passed, would go into effect ahead of the next school year. The bill from Henrico Senator Siobhan Denovan would mandate that local school districts give parents an in-person option. Denovan argues that the downsides of virtual learning have been devastating. We have safety issues, food insecurity, broadband and IT inadequacy. Donovan and other Republicans were joined by a handful of Democrats in approving the bill. They pointed to support for reopening from the American Association of Physicians. But Senator Ghazala Hashmi of Chesterfield was one of 13 Democrats unconvinced. We have local school boards who are elected by their communities to make these decisions. The question of whether the state should require schools to reopen in person will now go to the House, where it's expected to meet a tougher challenge. Roberto Roldan, VPM News. 
For the second time in its 20-year history due to the pandemic, the Monument Avenue 10K will not be run on the historic thoroughfare. It will also not be held on a single day in March. Race organizers will hold the event over four days at two parks in early June to allow for physical distancing. Runners can still expect a start and finish line, mile markers, directional signage, and a medal. The event usually draws thousands of runners and spectators from all over the world. As in years past, organizers say the race will raise money for local charities. Registration and race details can be found at sportsbackers.org. The Richmond Board of Elections voted Monday night to remove the city's top elections official. Registrar Kirk Showalter faced calls to step down following the November 2020 elections. Patrick Larson has more. Richmond's votes took weeks to count following the election, and incomplete results for some local races displayed misleading numbers for days. Amy Wentz, who ran for city council in the 8th district, was in a close race until numbers were updated. She said at the meeting that it was frustrating, but the problems go deeper. There was no, absolutely no candidate outreach uh, or correspondence throughout the election season. Wentz says Showalter failed in her duty to help eligible candidates get on the ballot and engage constituents with election information. Two Richmond poll workers spoke in support of Showalter during Monday's meeting, saying her over two decades of experience as the city's registrar makes her the most qualified person for the job. Patrick Larson, VPM News. Earlier this week, the Virginia House unanimously passed legislation to expand eligibility for federal SNAP benefits. VPM News intern Connor Scribner has more. In a 2017 study, the Virginia Poverty Law Center estimated SNAP expansion could allow 25,000 additional people access to the benefits. Salam Bati is a lawyer with the group. He says that number has likely increased due to the pandemic and the resulting recession. We are looking at a a huge increase of people who are hungry now, but it's also important to realize that when you look at the 2017 numbers, people have been going hungry needlessly in Virginia. The bill would also remove a cap on assets, which Petit says traps people in poverty, and now moves to the Senate for consideration. Connor Scribner, VPM News. Essential workers in Virginia may soon get support under the Workers' Compensation Act if they get sick from COVID-19. The bill allows essential workers to qualify for compensation if they become disabled or die after contracting COVID-19. The legislation passed the Senate Appropriations Committee yesterday. It covers medical workers, firefighters, law enforcement, and corrections officers. Multiple lawmakers highlighted the importance of including police and corrections officers in the bill because they come in contact with many people each day, putting them at a higher risk of getting sick. Chesterfield residents have several opportunities to get tested for COVID-19 this month. Every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday, the Chesterfield Health District will hold free, no-reservation testing at three area churches. Today's event will be held from 1 to 3 p.m. at St. Augustine's Catholic Church on Beulah Road. Testing locations, times, and additional details are available at chesterfield.gov. This is VPM News. This newscast was recorded on... Tuesday, February 3rd at 6 p.m. Some of these stories may have changed from the time you've heard them. You can stay connected to what matters by heading to vpm.org news or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at MyVPM. PM. 
There are so many issues playing out in RVA. I mean, pretty much anyone will tell you. There's definitely a lot of poverty. Finding affordable housing. Traffic, public transportation. Climate change and heat islands. Trying to find childcare in Richmond area. I'm Rich Marr, host of a new VPN podcast called RVA's Got Issues. Listen to the podcast starting May 22nd. Do you have issues with RVA? Haven't found out yet. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs>